Hello and good afternoon to Mindshare Huddle's wrap-up podcast. My name is Ben Maslin and I'll be hosting today. And we'll be talking about some of the themes which have come out of today's exciting soiree of excitement. Um, with me we have uh, Rosie Kitson, who uh, is works in strategy at Mindshare and has overseen our Purpose Project. Hello, Rosie. Hello, Ben. Uh, we have Alan Weech, who has overseen our Mindshare Grow. Howdy. And finally, we have Siobhan Gray and Kate Davis, who join us from Tommy's Baby Charity. Hi. Hello. So the first thing I'd like to talk about, really, is um, Mindshare Purpose. So we are um, an offering within Mindshare. And we either cons- we, we do we have a consultancy, which is kind of a big, long process where we will um, inv- investigate the brand, um, interrogate your audience. Essentially, we're a consultancy that helps uh, brands identify how they can grow their brand by doing good. It's an interesting concept and one which uh, a lot of brands are thinking about at the moment what was the kind of thought that instigated that idea well i think there's a sense that we've reached a bit of a tipping point there's a sense that the world is getting increasingly fragmented and divided and i think consumers are responding to this crisis and expecting brands to start solving the world's problems i think interestingly i spoke to the um, ceo of um, mindshare mexico i was talking to him about mindshare purpose and he said this isn't a new thing this is what all brands do in mexico all the time because our government is completely corrupt and hopeless at solving any of the problems so they expect brands to do so i suppose there's also a case to say that certain media brands have become far more powerful in recent years perhaps more powerful than brands were in the past talking about Googles and Facebooks of this Mm. world and so maybe that they have more power to do good than they used to perhaps now Alan I'm going to come to you now and I was hoping you might be able to talk to us about Mindshare Grow so Mindshare Grow is basically a division but I'm going to say agency within agency quite frankly very proud of it that basically is designed to work with startups. It's set up to work with startups and what I'd call kind of high growth, rapid growth businesses. And I think it's really important as a media agency to recognize what we are good at and then you know harness those skills to do good. And so on Grow, basically we are taking what we are awesome at doing and have been awesome at doing for a long time. So looking at audiences and working out how to target them and what they're all about and how we should position ourselves and also media buying. I mean, we are a media buying agency and taking those things and just making it far more accessible to these exciting young startups who have these incredible ideas, but don't know how to take the first step into media. Like I said, I could talk about it for a long time, Um, but it's really, really exciting. And I think it's part of Mindshare wanting to do good with its own abilities i think it's actually a lot of it is to do with small startups that are just setting up their business kind of in this environment that i was talking about earlier they are intrinsically have intrinsic purpose anyway so they are born out of a way that they realize that if they want to succeed they have to be existing symbiotically with society and that's how they feel that they're going to get they're going to get stand out they're going to get people to be loyal and interested in their brand let's talk practical examples rosie Give me some examples of some brands that are doing this at the moment. Okay, so Vodafone, I think, are a fantastic example. Sadly, not quite in the UK, but actually in uh, Turkey, Mindshare Turkey. They've done a fantastic campaign called Vodafone Red, where there's this horrendous stat that one in four women in Turkey are subject to domestic abuse. Um, Vodafone, they believe in the power of connectivity to make the world a better place. So they created an app that allows women who are about to be attacked to um, shake the phone to secretly alert three members of their families or friends to help to help them. 
So all of this um, thought that's happened at Mindshare over the last year or so around both grow and purpose has contributed, as Alan mentioned earlier, to the theme of today's huddle, which has been for good. So I'm going to come now to uh, Kate and Siobhan and ask you, what are the sort of highlights of today, things that you've seen that you've enjoyed? Um, I think we've been quite bowled over, actually, by just the quality and the breadth of the different talks that have been put on. Um, so we were sort of going down a corridor past that sort of giant polar bear uh, wandering the corridors and past the cotton candy machines and ended up in a talk which really, really moved us about um, how to kind of promote women within the in- industry and how we can sort of um, fight against unconscious bias. So I really love how Huddle is mixing really sort of pioneering and um, really sort of deep subjects that, that desperately need attention and discussion with with the frivolous as well, with the polar bears. <laughs> yeah, um, and I, I'd probably say that um, it's been two-pronged really. Um, we went to a talk with um, Sam Bears um, about, you know, kind of what her role is as a mum in the media and at Tommy's we're always um, kind of work, we, we work a lot with influencers to get our messages across so we, Sam is someone who we would probably um, you know would, we would love to work with her so from that perspective kind of coming and hearing what um, what's important to her is really useful and then from yeah from a personal perspective we also went to a talk this morning and we're with Mel C on the panel and we sat in the front row and I think I'm probably like prime age for being a Spice Girls fan um, they were kind of like my, my heroes when I was nine or ten so um, so yeah, so that, that was just that was just really really exciting. So Mel, we've, we've had Mel a ball C today from the Spice Girls. The is here Mel today. And um, yeah. um, miss her. Yes, I yes oh. I missed her. Yeah, she was oh, she no. was here, um, and we were in the front row. It was very exciting for us. And I'm um, talking about kind of role models and role models in the media and what it means to be a role model. And um, again, that's kind of it's so relevant to the work we do. Um, it was great. I also really like sort of how um, there's an emphasis on sort of new technologies and sort of what's emerging and you know you could ask yourself sort of why would a baby charity be interested in sort of the virtual technology headsets that are coming out but really when you think about it technology will like this will be in everyone's stockings sort of with the next two to three Christmases and what an amazing way for people to experience the situations that you are fundraising for you know what is it like to sort of be um in a birth room with with doctors all around you and your baby in peril do you know what i mean it's totally immersive and those kind of technologies are only going to become more prevalent we need to get on them now and see how we can use those for sort of social good and charitable work not just sort of marketing products i was gonna jump in and talk about artificial intelligence which is very unlike me i'm just gonna throw that out there when I've been in discussions with brands of late about artificial intelligence, we've focused on things for the brand like, say, chatbots and discussions in Facebook Messenger and customer service and all that kind of stuff. And that is all great and that is all very exciting. But the thing about having a theme of good is it takes all that stuff, like you were just saying, to a different level and a different sort of direction. And I had one of the guys on my team come and talk to me about a session they'd been in on on artificial artificial intelligence but it was about using that for good and he said to me did you know that there are 8,000 papers written every single day about cancer treatment and no one doctor can read 8,000 papers but guess what Watson AI can read it and summarize it and then that chatbot thing becomes a doctor asking it questions that it can then peruse 8,000 papers worth of material on and then come back right then and there with a couple of possible suggestions and that to me is just 
That is just genius and exciting and makes a difference and super creative. We're talking a lot about, um, in the example that you just gave about medicine, but also um, with Tommy's, about um, causes which are naturally incredibly worthwhile. Of course, Tommy's is a baby charity, um, as, as worthy a cause as you can, you can have, really. But what do you kind of think about how, I want to ask uh, Siobhan and Kate, how easy it is for brands who perhaps aren't in those charity sort of sectors or medical sectors how easy is it for them to do good i think it very much depends on the culture of the organization i think if you want to do good and there's appetite to do so and work that into the business model um, then it's entirely possible and i would say in in many cases it's also a very kind of smart decision to go and uh, work with charities whose brand values sort of match your own you know, we, we work with kind of a lot of uh, corporate partners who either produce sort of baby ranges of clothes or um, are obviously kind of invested in providing for small children in the way of their products. So it makes absolute complete sense that they join up with the biggest sort of baby charity in the UK researching into, into helping families uh, grow. I mean, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you do that? And I think as well, it's um, kind of not thinking, it's, it's seeing um, the value that charities can add to their brand. So at Tommy's, um, we have a pregnancy information service and um, the corporate partners that we work with that totally love using that service to offer something else to their customers um, and working with Tommy's because it's kind of, it's expert, um, expert, le- expert pregnancy information led by midwives and it's as safe as you can get in terms of referring someone onto a service. So um, it's not it's not just about kind of traditional ways of working with charities like having on-pack promotions, but there's the work that charities are doing. Um, there's there's really innovative things we can do when we work together. I think as well, it's it's worth companies seeing beyond ROI and thinking, you know, how does working with a charity and doing this social good not only sort of raise the morale of my workforce because everyone wants to feel like they're doing good, at, you know, in, at some point in their lives, working it into their daily routine in, in some way. Um, but how does the credibility of working with a charity work for my organisation? And, uh, you know, we, as, as a baby charity, we talk to a lot of mums and a lot of uh, young women, you know, the prime target audience um, that a lot of brands are also tapping into and obviously we, we would never work with an organization that didn't sort of fit um, our values and kind of uh, appreciate where we're trying to go and what on what our goals are but but there's great value there so I think there's there's two ways that that organizations can approach it you can you can link up from from a brand perspective and, and do something that way or you can put pressure on your organization to give you the opportunity to give back you know I've worked in a lot of companies where there is a scheme run by HR where you can go and volunteer at the local food shelter or go and, you know, muck out some stables and help with disabled riding lessons of an afternoon. And, you know, all, all that you need to do is, is voice the fact that you want to do it and, um, and, and make it happen. There are, of course, when companies want to try and do good um, in the world, there are some pitfalls which uh, companies can occasionally suffer. And that kind of relates to the point you just made about credibility and sharing of values is that you can sometimes have misguided attempts to do good, which can sometimes um, go badly. And part of that relates to, I think, Rosie, a tough question for you. Is there a case to say that the current 
zeitgeist spirit of uh, brands wanting to do good is a fad. I think it's. I think firstly, I think you're right that it's very easy for brands to get it wrong, and that's because I think that what they're doing is they're ad- adopting what was essentially a CSR initiative that involved a charity, and they're just deciding to amplify it. When that happens, it means that there doesn't seem to be a connection between the charity and the brand and that's what really there needs to be so I think when if you want to do that with real integrity like I said it's it's closer to finding what your brand purpose is and then seeing how working with the charity can help communicate that brand purpose and when you do that it's not going to be met with skepticism because actually it's saying something about the brand that is powerful but also has social impact. When companies try and do good Um, in order to change the world for the better for future generations what kind of barriers do you think people might encounter or they do encounter when they try to drive social purpose in their organizations I think there's a sort of a a rather old-fashioned view that you do that at a cost I think still although we're talking about this right here that social purpose is increasingly important within communications Um, there's still a sense that that's something that is um, done by the CSR department and that is a cost rather than um, an investment. So I think that we are still dealing with some rather old-fashioned views. I mean, so no, so on Grow, we have the privilege of working with a ton of startups all the time. That is exciting. And as you said, Rosie, the thing about those guys is that they were born out of purpose, so they kind of have it from the get-go, and they will tell you in their elevator pitch just how impassioned they are about something. On the flip side, there's an awful lot of the bigger companies. So today we ran a session on Grow called Why David Should Work with Goliath and Why It's Mutually Beneficial and that sort of concept. And some of the bigger companies have been doing really well for years, but they don't necessarily have a purpose. And so, I mean, this is what the whole discussion is now. But I think it's really hard to create that because you have that checklist that you've got to go through. It has to be authentic. It has to link to what you're actually doing. It has to be credible. You know, all, all those things are hard because that is organizational change, behavioral change, that is taking the, the existing board who've been there for 30 years and shipping them out, whatever you do. You know, it's, it's a really tough thing. But I think that it can be done. And what is really interesting is that that is one of the reasons why big companies like, like us, right, you know, are working with startups to try and learn from one another on things as deep as purpose. So to wrap up now, we've had some really interesting ideas come out of this session, but I'd just like to ask one final question, which is what everyone's favourite part of Huddle today was. Kate, I'm coming to you first. I'm really sorry, but it's just going to have to be um, seeing Mel C this morning. <laughs> I mean, nobody it's could really, begrudge you really that. It's really sad, but it was, um, it, was a, it was a brilliant talk. And it wasn't just Mel C, there were a few other people on the panel as well. The, the talk that we went to about kind of women in business and how to promote sort of gender equality within the ranks of industry... Uh, all kinds of industry was very eye-opening. I think my favourite was, I don't know if anybody else went to the Quantcast uh, session with Matthew Loon. Loon? Loon? He's said L-U-H-N. He's a um, script editor and part of the Brain Trust at Pixar. So it's fascinating to hear him talk about the research and the science that goes into the creation of um, Toy Story cars inside out. It was absolutely marvellous. I... <clears throat> I'm not going to pick one thing out. I'm just going to go with the overall um, vibe that is Huddle. Um, because the truth is, it's quite hectic and can seem chaotic. And, you know, I've been running around all day and doing whatever I've been doing. But I just really like what you said earlier, where somehow or another, every year we tend to, we tend to get a balance right between covering issues like diversity and unconscious bias and these kind of intense discussions 
with a beer and enjoying yourself and having fun and you know getting glammed up and whatever it is and I just think it's I just like the overall feel of it. My only complaint would be is that I wanted to be in five places at once Definitely. at most times because <laughs> <laughs> there was so much to choose from. I was just about to get brutal. my pen and paper out when you said my only complaint. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know what you mean though Alan the point about um, Huddle is a great blend of thought provoking and fun. Said better than I could. Oh, exactly I don't right. know about that. <laughs> and on that note, I think we'll leave you. Uh, thank you all very much indeed for listening. Hope you've enjoyed it, and hopefully, we'll be able to see you at Huddle 2017.